Welcome to an Alia Graphics special podcast with Nancy Silver-Clyde, where she discusses comics in education and Archie Comics. Now, before we get to the recording of the event, I would like to acknowledge the Bunurong people of the Kulin Nation as the custodians of the land from where I'm speaking, and I acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. I pay respect to their elders past, present and emerging, and extend that respect to all First Nations people across the land. We need a treaty. Now, this was a live event on Zoom, and it is presented as it was, without any editing. Just a reminder that we've got lots of things coming up. Our monthly roundup will come out in just a few days. And we also have a great creator chat coming up with Jessica Walton and Ashka, the creators of YA graphic novel Stars in Their Eyes, published by Fremantle Press which made it into our notable Australian Graphic Novels of 2021 shortlist and will be published by Scholastic early next year. Enough from me, here's the recording of our special event. Okay, so first I would like to start with a confession. And uh, this confession is essentially that I was the kid who wouldn't read. I was the very last one to learn to read in my class. And it was basically because I wasn't interested in reading. I just wanted to play with my friends. And I just saw that as, you know, hard work. I was not interested. But then it all started with comics. And, and suddenly... I was a big, massive reader. I was obsessed with reading. I couldn't stop reading. And then the problem was that my parents wanted me to go out into the street, but I didn't. I just wanted to keep reading. And my first big love was reading Mafalda. Mafalda not only taught me to read, but she also taught me about life, philosophy, politics, social issues. She taught me pretty much everything. Uh, this is an Argentinian cartoon strip by Kino, and I read it obsessively. And the comparison uh, in English would be probably a mixture of something like Peanuts and Calvin and Pops mixed, if you can imagine that. Here's a little strip of uh, Mafalda to give you a bit of an idea of what it was like. Always very funny. I still read Mafalda to this day. Now, uh, I have a background in media studies in education and information management. And, and for me, uh, there's a lot of synergies in all those things. And I feel like comics are a really, really valuable text that we really need to advocate for in libraries and in education. Now I'm gonna, and this is a question that we often get asked, why? Why should libraries get graphic? Well, just because the books. It's reading and, you know, reading is reading, but also because there are some benefits to it as well. Uh, comic book readers read for pleasure and they become lifelong readers. Um, um, in fact, some studies show that comic book readers read more than the average reader uh, because um, they read pretty obsessively. And I, uh, I can, I'm a, I'm a good example of that. There are also the, there's also the reason of multiple literacies. Uh, comics are multimodal texts, and most of the texts that we read nowadays are actually multimodal. So the web is multimodal, 
uh, infographics, and comics are multimodal as well. And most of the curriculums, uh, not just in Australia, but around the world, are now actually uh, encouraging you know, the study of multimodal texts and multiple literacies. Comics are the perfect medium uh, for that. And they're also incredibly popular and um, high circulating items at libraries. So we should cater for the, the diversity in the community. So of course we should have comics and also because they're very popular, but also the very high circulating items and we want that. So uh, there are a lot of great reasons. And this is a meme that I encountered a few years ago uh, online and it has always stayed with me because I think um, it's true, you know, the mixture of linguistic and visual uh, literacy that comics have and how the interaction of both uh, work, uh, you know, it's really powerful. Uh, so if you really want to exercise your whole brain, you should be reading comics. I highly recommend it. <laughs> uh, of course, I'm probably preaching to the converted here, but it goes without saying. Now, today we're talking to Nancy. And, we're, and she is the co-CEO of Archie Comics. And I have a second confession to make. Uh, as a kid, I never really read Archie Comics. Uh, uh, they were probably published in Spanish, but they were just not on my radar. Uh, and uh, so today I brought someone in, or I invited someone in to uh, just talk a little bit about her experience in reading Archie comics as a kid. So we've got Jackie from Alia. Uh, and uh, Jackie, what can you tell us? What was your experience of reading Archie? Well, Yogi, I was the little kid who did read a lot. I taught myself to read when I was around four years old. And I was, I was reading novels by the time I was around seven but without a doubt, Archie comics were my absolute favourite growing up. And you're very right to talk about that interaction of illustration and text and what that can bring to your literacy. Archie comics have been going for around 40 years. When I discovered them one summer, I was visiting my cousins who lived in Sydney and I, was, I grew up an only child and I think that was part of why I read so much. And once I, I discovered them, because my auntie worked at the news agency and would bring them home, I just couldn't get enough of the stories of Riverdale High, especially between the ages of, of 10 to 14. And I remember having an assignment for English class when I was around 11, and we had to write an essay on who our role model was. And the other kids in the class, you know, they chose sporting identities or, or people from rock bands. And I chose Betty Cooper, who's one of the, the main characters in the Archie comics, and I can remember even I sacrificed one of the comics um, by, by cutting out Betty's picture so I could um, include it in the project that I did um, And because what I saw in Betty was, was kindness and decency, hard work and, and positivity, and I'd also practised being able to to um, copy drawing her as well, and it was, and she truly was a, a role model. 
And looking looking back at the comics through a contemporary lens, you know, I acknowledge that they were very much of their their time. You know, when when I was reading them, the, the comics were very white. They were very straight. There were gender roles, and there was there were also class divides. But that that doesn't take away that for for little adolescent me, the, the stories were really formative. The characters were my friends. And and I loved the network of the relationships that were in the comics. And even back when I was reading them, the universe was extending um, to include things like Sabrina and her witch aunts and um, Josie and the Pussycats, who were very cool. And I just have one little anecdote to um, give you an idea of the impact of Archie Comics on my life. Um, just the other week, you may know that there was very heavy rain across the east coast of Australia. It was, it was you know, really quite terrible how heavily it was raining. And the agricultural mm-hmm. show was on here in Canberra where I live and I really wanted to go and visit, but the, the rain was torrential. I just didn't know if it was a very good idea to attend, but I... This was only two weeks ago. I remembered my favourite ever Archie comic story and it was one where Archie had invited uh, Veronica out on a date Um, but it was raining and Veronica didn't want to go to the beach as they'd planned but Archie ended up going with Betty Cooper to the beach and they they walked on the beach in the rain and ended up in a cafe um, eating clam chowder, which to little Australian me, the idea of clam chowder just sounded so enticing. And they they looked out the window at the beautiful storm as it as it swept across the beach. And I remembered that and I thought, I will go and make the most of this situation. And I, I went out to the agri- agricultural show with, with my husband. I mentioned the story to him and because he was an Archie Comics fan um, growing up too. And we ended up having a lovely time. So to this day, they have impact on my life and um, they're more than comics to me but enduring fables and are a really special and comforting part of my life. So thanks for letting me share that, Yogi. Oh, thank you for sharing that. that. That's really special. That's awesome. That's that's great. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I I said that I didn't read any Archie comics as a kid, but uh, as a grown up, I read this uh, run that we have on the screen. So the the run that Mark Wade made with Fiona Staples, um, which was a few years ago. I can't remember now exactly, but six years ago, something like. That. I read uh, that run. Uh, and it was again, it was because someone at the library said, oh, you've never read Archie. You, no, 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 you have to. And she basically picked up the first volume and said, no, you have to. Because for her, uh, it was the same thing. She read them as a kid and that always stayed with her and they really meant a lot to her. So thank you for sharing that, Jackie. My pleasure. Thanks. And okay, so moving on. And uh, We've got Nancy today with us uh, and uh, she's the co-CEO of Archie Comics. She stepped into the role in 2009 with the vision that comic books are a valuable tool for developing literacy and instilling a love of reading. As a former public school educator, uh, Nancy taught art for 20 years and has observed the power of comics to encourage literacy and creativity in children. She also uses comic books as a vehicle to help young people talk about difficult issues like diversity and inclusion, bullying, the environment, autism, and more. So it's my pleasure to introduce Nancy today. 
And Sam Wham, wow. Something only a comic book publisher gets to say, but what wonderful stories. I am Nancy Soberclay here at the headquarters of Archie Comics on my orange sofa. So what a treat to be with the land down under. Comic books, as you all know, are not like regular books, but open one and get whisked into the Marvel Universe or the DC one or straight to Riverdale. And yes, the CW show Riverdale is part of our classic company, Archie Comics. We've been around for 80 years. There are many other graphics in our world, so many titles, but why not? Graphics are one of the oldest languages around and a beautiful language. Before CEO, my background, as you heard, was in teaching. And here are my shoes. They have become very special to me and I'm so glad I have held on to them. And they were um, in Brisbane. I take them wherever I go. And sometimes uh, walking around, I'll just put them on again. So those were my teaching shoes. I had married into the Archie Comics Kingdom. And I'd like to add that, like Yuri, comics were not part of my world. Then did you hear that, Yuri? You may be surprised. They were not part of my world. The name Archie Comics had never been on my radar when I was young. Unfortunately, I had never read for enjoyment. Graphic novels, comic books, helping students acquire a new vocabulary. I missed out. Comic books can aid in increasing English proficiency. I missed out. Most of all, comics foster that love, returning the page, reading. I missed out big time. This is why I'm here today. And sure, you all agree, visuals, graphics are a solid source for teaching, engaging minds into information. Engagement to learning is key. It's the magic. As the CEO, when I stepped out of the classroom and into the Archie boardroom, I had to start reading those comics. I wasn't looking forward to it because, as I said, reading was not for me. It was not something for entertainment. But I brought them home. I found my time to, to open those pages. And soon I started piling up the ones that made me laugh piling up the ones with impactful messages, piling up the ones that had beautiful covers. So I had all these piles. And then I started feeling I didn't have enough to read. I started going to bookstores, libraries, and checking out books because I wanted more to read. Magically, 
I had fell in love with reading as an adult. I started thinking back, where was I as a youngster? Why hadn't comic books, you know, come into my, come to me? And I, I remember when I was stepping up, I was going into second grade. And I remember exactly what I was wearing. And I was walking to school with my mother. That was the dress. I had an artist recreate it. And that was me getting excited, going into, you know, the next grade, stepping up. And when I saw my grade, the second grade level, I was ready to bound over to that line to meet my friends from last year. My mother yanked my hand and said, you're not going there. You're going over there. You're repeating another year of first grade. You have been retained. You have been left back. You are going to repeat first grade again because you can't read. And I feel that is when the love there was no, you know, reading happening, but surely there was no love. I was being, it was being presented to me as a punishment. And I think that is where it all started, that I shied away from books. I would pile, I would take the remedial books they gave me, twist them, fold them, and shove them into my little handbag to hide my shame. My husband passed away um, and that's why I had stepped into his footsteps, but he never knew I had been re retained. Like Yuri, you said you had a confession today as though something was wrong. And that I carried for 54 years. My husband had passed away when I was, it was, I was 54 and he never knew it was my shame. But once I had fallen in love with comic books, I started traveling the world, you know, talking about this, you know, new thing I found, just turning the pages of a comic book helped me find the love of reading. So at age 54, I was being touched by comics, not only for the complex literary experience that they provide, such as internal thinking, Graphics trigger the brain for analysis. And um, if um, I have um, my assistant here, Dean Kucher, who can bring up the brain there. So graphics trigger the brain for analysis. And it internally sparks values and ideas. And I started... Um, becoming very um, much inspired by comics. There is a panel where Archie is sitting on a pile of single-use plastic. You have heard about our overuse in the world of single-use plastic. And it was this particular panel that really inspired me to start changing my ways. And when I saw that, I took this particular story called Bottle Battle, and then there was another one, Getting Drastic with Plastic, and I had a teacher study guide. And for all of you out there, if you're interested in this story around Earth Day, you can visit the Archie Comic um, website, 
and you will see it up there and it will be able, you can download it for free. So I was very much inspired how that just that one panel of Archie sitting on a pile of single use plastic, I started converting my ways and I try not to pick up those plastic bottles anymore that are, are single use. So um, comic books, they're not only great entertainment, but a tool to help communicate information that may be hard to approach, such as autism, bullying, gun violence, kindness, inclusion, and what I just spoke about, environmental issues. My background being an art teacher afforded me the wonderful opportunity to get to know every child in our elementary school. There was a program for, autist, for the autistic population. These children were certainly on my mind when it came to my natural desire for everything to be inclusive. However, these children were labeled. They were perceived as a group. And they were different from their non-autistic peers in socializing within the school. They had their main center. They had their aides. And I felt each child was very much aware of the school's social setting outside of their classroom. They desired to be part of the school on their own terms and in their own ways. There was this one particular student who had been in the program for five years. And then in grade four, this child who was a budding artist, remember I was the art teacher, came to me during an art class and said, I don't think they are being nice to me. This student's words have never left me. That was about 13 years ago. His words are what fueled my desire to create a new character, Scarlet Salty, in Archie Comics, utilizing the comic book platform to reach beyond entertainment and provide parents, family members, librarians, teachers, and most significantly, autistic children and adults. Utilizing the Scarlet Project as an icebreaker to talk about autism, inclusion, isolation, kindness, and diversity. Scarlet's heritage is Filipino and Irish. Scarlet's message is one of compassion and understanding. Her character is a role model for the bullied and the bullies. She wants you to know that autism is just one small part of who she is. What better platform to use than a comic? Comic books today are more essential than ever. Not only young children, but adults need and require downtime, escape time, time to imagine, Looking at these panels, you see Archie standing up there, tense, a little bit with anger. So the reader can dive into that panel and expand it with their values. And that's where I feel 
the message of inclusion and kindness and understanding the autistic mind may be understood just like I understood about my overuse with single-use plastic. The panels with their inky black lines and vibrant colors engages the reader to expand the story, allows one figuring things out, utilizing personal values, being in control. They're your ideas, your values. Reading comic books is what everyone needs today. Comic books plus children with that plus sign, plus children and people equal reading, community, enjoyment, critical thinking, cosplay, and recharging one's batteries. As I said, comic books are not like regular books. They are highly engaging. They command the reader to expand that story. Comic books are good therapy. We all need an outlet for us to deal with, you know, what we're all going through now, quarantine, the emotions, the anxiety, fostering resilience during this pandemic time. Think about adding comics to your reading list. Libraries, expand your graphic shelves and remember to give equal representation for Archie. So many shells lined with superheroes. Archie is very different from superheroes. The behaviors are human, relevant, and they spark conversation on topics that are dry and difficult to approach. Think about creating lesson plans or programs in your libraries as one of your greatest hits, packed with not only academic subjects, but many. Their visual literacy to engage the mind. You are not only immersed in a literary experience, you can choose a comic story that leads into science, social issues, history, Current events, reading comic books is a positive approach in developing analytical and critical thinking, learning about values of life. We, we heard it from, I don't think um, Jackie is still on, but maybe she is. She, she talked about the values that she took. Oh, yes, you still are here. The values that you took in as a young young person. Reading comic books is a positive approach and using comics as a learning tool is an approach that's interesting, easy to understand, having quick results, and an alternative way to setting up your programs and lessons. All of this can be used as a strategy in teaching and in a variety of subjects or leading one to other books. The next time you see a superhero movie, remember comics are more than just getting that bad guy. Comics are a powerful resource for conveying information, engaging one into that love of learning and reading. 
I'd like to share a story about a gentleman I met in India. He said to me, Mom, just like Jackie was telling me that Archie Comics was everything to her. Well, this man, this gentleman from India told me he had read every Archie comic. Well, when I hear that, I always demand in a nice way to see their pile of comics. So I asked him and I was hoping I wouldn't get that answer. Oh, my parents, you know, threw them away when I was off to college. So I asked him and his answer was, mom, I have never owned an Archie comic. I have never bought an Archie comic. I couldn't believe this. He said, it was my librarian. I, I heard that my audience may be many librarians out there. So I will say that again. It was my librarian that ordered all my Archie comics. That is powerful. Our libraries all around our globe, all around planet Earth are a huge factor in what we read. And here I happen to find Mrs. Jones, the Archie comic Riverdale librarian, um, helping Archie choose some more books. So to our librarians in Australia, United States, Italy, Japan, France, everywhere, librarians and teachers are the number one change makers on impacting minds. So thank you for being here. Thank you for shelving Archie. Thank you for getting people to, you know, to turn those pages in comic books to find that love of reading. So I will stop right here. I'm on my orange sofa at my headquarters in um, Pelham, New York. And my assistant, Dean Kucher, is um, from um, Rhode Island right now. I see he just put up um, how to get in touch with me. You can follow me on Instagram, message me. I'm not that active on it, but I do check in. So you can reach me there or you can reach me through the group that's hosting this wonderful event. So if you have any questions, ask now because I'm here at the Archie Comics headquarter in Pelham, New York. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you, Nancy. That, that, that was awesome. And I have to say on, I don't know what it was, but I made a note here that there was something that you said there that, uh, um, that made me think of this, you know, during the pandemic, uh, when it started, uh, for me, I suddenly felt, and we were in lockdowns and we had a lot of lockdowns here, especially in Melbourne. Um, I found that I couldn't read a book and I read a lot of books. I read a lot of nonfiction, especially, uh, I read a lot of poetry as well, but I just couldn't. Uh, and, but what I kept reading nonstop was comics for me it was just this it was like comfort food you know uh, I, uh, so it they always kind of stayed with me so there's something and, and about I, the I, medium yeah and I just like to say we all had anxiety 
And for you to look at those graphics allows your mind to wander and it focuses you in on pictures where you're naturally internalizing those graphics. So that helps you to go into a dream world. It helps you to go into a fantasy world. It's good medicine. It's good therapy. And that is what our pediatricians, doctors, um, and, you know, myself um, was recommending during this time. It was a great tool to use during a time when someone has a lot of anxiety. And I'm not a doctor, so, um, you know, always go for help. But it was something I kept hearing um, when people were talking about the stress of this pandemic. Yeah. All right, so uh, what we're going to do now, because we don't have a large group, I think uh, let, let's try doing this. Uh, so if you've got a question, could you please put your hand up? And, and, uh, and you know, if you're happy to um, open your microphone and ask the question, you can also open cameras if you want. Uh, so, you know, open the camera and the microphone if you want. If you're not comfortable with that, uh, you can put the question in the chat. And Jackie, you just put a question in the chat, but are you happy to just talk and ask? Yes, I am, yeah. certainly. Thanks, Yogi. Um, it was wonderful to hear about Scarlett and um, as a neurodiverse character. I am, I am so hungry to go and read an Archie comic now. Um, I've got to get out and um, read some recent things. So I'll be off to the library this afternoon, I think, because I really, um, you've really got me engaged, um, Nancy. And, Jackie, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I did not mention that the Scarlet stories have not yet hit our digest Um, I am serious about the Scarlet program. So how do I know if you read her first story, Kindness Works, or Across the Pond with Love? You know, there's many stories in a digest. So the way to receive the Scarlet stories is to get in touch with me, and then I give you directions. You go to PayPal, you buy it for $1.99, and I send you the digital file. So that's where the Scarlet stories are now because I'm seeking global ambassadors. It gives me a chance to communicate with people because it doesn't allow me in the digest. So um, eventually Scarlet will probably, she keeps having more and more stories. We're working on a new one. We'll probably have her own title, but um, they'll, they'll get into print one day. Excellent. Wonderful. We can share that through aliographic channels, can't we, Yogi? Yeah, yeah, sure. That's for sure. Yeah, I was I was wondering as as um as well as Scarlet, I'm interested how Archie Comics over the the decades um have evolved to to be more inclusive of diverse characters. I mean, I obviously related to Betty being you know a white girl um, with fair hair. I relate to Betty, but um, are there other characters where diverse young people can see themselves? Yes, when um, I came into Archie Comics, I, you know, was coming out of the classroom and my message in meetings was that we have to reflect who's in our schools. And it was also, that's how comic book fairs had gotten um, where I would send comic books to schools and they would have these um, comic book fairs. And that's, you know, our audience, kids. 
So how can they be reading our books if they don't see themselves? So we have expanded, and I have Kevin Keller here who represents the gay population. Um, Betty is somewhere, not here in the building, and Archie's out, Veronica's furious with that. You don't see them behind me and some of our other characters, but Kevin Keller is here. So we have many new characters and uh, we're very much aware of the importance of diversity and having our audience seeing themselves. And that is um, one thing, Scarlett had a, a change when we added more heritage into her. I was in the Philippines when I was speaking about her and the hands were going up, when are we gonna see ourselves? So I quickly changed Scarlett. Um, it was story three where she her looks changed. She um, is Filipino and Irish. Wonderful. Thank you, Excellent. Ma'am. Um, uh, so, yeah, if anyone has a question, please put your hand up. Uh, otherwise, I'll just continue myself. And I'm going to ask you, uh, um, hopefully, a fairly easy question, actually, to answer. Uh, as parents, we're not meant to have favorites. But uh, as a CEO, do you have a favorite Archie character? Um, I People are usually surprised by this. I love Mr. Lodge. I love because I am a businesswoman. And when I started seeing, you know, Mr. Lodge, you know, with his suit, when I came into Archie Comics, I was kind of wearing, you know, still my art clothes. So I kind of cleaned up my, my act. There was a story done on me in Fortune magazine. And you see me there with my hair in a ponytail, wearing a gray dress, mm -hmm. not looking very business-like. And then when I started, you know, I go, what was I thinking? That was a business magazine. You know, I saw Mr. Lodge very polished. And then I just love when he tosses Archie out of the mansion. So he's mm -hmm. my favorite. Cool. Um, so uh, can you talk to us a little bit actually about Rise Above Social Issues, um, that foundation that you have? And why did you start the foundation? What kind of work do you do with that? Um, well, Rise Above um, Social Issues was started, well, Archie Comics has a foundation, uh, not different, uh, uh, has a formula, not foundation, a, um, a formula. And I just felt that I could not have enough leeway with the characters to do what I wanted to do. So Rise Above Social Issues was created to create a new character with a new book. And that book was called Rise Above, and it was about kindness. And the character in there was bullied just because she was wearing braces. And it could just be a little something in a school environment where someone gets picked on. So that is, was my, um, you know, kind of does my passion was to try to help give some support to those who are picked on and let them know, never let anyone try to define who they want you to be. You know yourself. So, you know, hear that character knew that, you know, she was 
chose to get braces, get her teeth straight. It was, you know, her decision and something good and healthy she was doing for herself. And this other person, you know, was just trying to create havoc in her life and happened to choose that. So I wanted to give a tool to the child that was being bullied to hold on to that message. Never let anyone try to define who they want you to be. And also message for the onlookers, the bystanders to stand up and call out the bully. There's not much, you know, I, I could hope, you know, I hope to change the bully, but I don't put that much into it because usually they are just plain mean spirited people with their own issues. But I hold um, the, the bystander to do the right thing because they know between right and wrong and to let the person who's being bullied know that they have a friend. So that was my passion and why that was started. That's good. That's really, really good. Um, I'll ask again, if anyone has any questions, please uh, put your hand up. Yergi, I just noticed a chat I wanted to bring up to Nancy. She didn't see it. Shona uh, wrote during the, during the meeting, she said, Archie Riverdale graphic novels never stay on our shelves at our library. So I just wanted you to hear that. And, and if anybody needs, anybody needs, you know, updates on what we have coming out, I'm going to send a list of all our latest hot topics for, you know, hot titles for libraries over to Yergi and he, you can get that from him too. I'll send a, a color page with all the different, because we have so many different genres now available for libraries, you know, including Sabrina and uh, Riverdale and, and, and others. Yeah. So if you send that to me, I'll definitely make sure that everyone who's registered for the, uh, for, for this event. So not just the people that are here, but everyone who's registered uh, gets it as well. So yeah, we can definitely Thank do that. Um, another thing that I wanted to ask was, um, you know, the comics publishing world, it's, it is changing, but, uh, you know, predominantly, uh, historically, it's been men, um, mostly, and it still is in many ways. Uh, um, so what was it like to transition from teaching to being the co-seer of of a renowned comics publisher like Archie Comics, you know, and being, I'm guessing that maybe you were the only woman in the room? I am the first female. I am so proud. And I'm so proud you brought up this topic because it's an important one. And I hope um, what I say is shared. So when I, I am the first female executive to ever walk through Archie's doors. Archie is going on 80 years of publishing that wonderful story. So there was never a, a female executive um, in the company here. And in the industry, I am the second. I was at a, um, a uh, 90s con up in Hartford, Connecticut this past weekend. And someone was having a chat with me about that and really 
Um, and it was a gentleman and he wanted to talk to me about that because he knows that I am the second, only the second as a female executive in the industry. So it is quite hard. And I can tell you those men, they're not knocking on my doors. I just don't think about the importance of it, but I do. So my message is that I hope this gets shared is that when I stepped out of the classroom into the Archie boardroom, it had not been in my crystal ball. And I had not given it any thought other than a big gulp and said yes. And I think about it. If I had thought about this industry, as you just described it, being male-dominated, with no one, no mentor for me on the horizon. There was no one because also Jeanette Kahn, who was the first female executive in the industry, left a long time ago. So there's plenty of fresh air. When I came in, there was no one for me to go to. So if I had given that any thought, I can truly tell you, I probably would have said no to coming in as a CEO. If I had given it thought, I say that would have been very wrong on my part because now that I have had my high heels on, not those shoes you saw, but those shoes had a lot to do with it. um, It would have been terribly wrong if I had said no. And this is my message. Be prepared. Look at the field of the industry you want to go into. And if you happen to see, it does not look very comforting, very welcoming. It looks maybe male-dominated. Do not let that deter you. Do not. Go for it. But you must be prepared. I was not prepared. I am also in a family business, very, very different from just your normal business. I was not prepared. The only thing that saved me was those teaching shoes. Being in education, even if I had um, been in a library, you meet a tremendous amount of people, different people in a community. In a classroom, it was my job to get information to individual minds in a way they could comprehend what I was teaching. The same for the person in the business seat. It is their job to connect the brand to the people, people they they don't get to meet. So who would be better qualified to be in this seat other than a teacher? So it was those teaching shoes that really helped me And a teacher must have patience, the utmost patience. So with what I had to deal with, I was very seasoned with patience. So I was overqualified for the job. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's it's really interesting. You know, uh, Archie has always kind of reflected life. That's my understanding of it, you know. And... And I think Archie comics have been changing and they are changing and they are reflecting life as it is now as well. 
and and it's it's great to see uh, uh, you know the moves towards uh, more inclusive characters and and you know uh, your background in teaching and I think you know uh, will have a great influence as well in the comics. And, and in fact, seeing a woman here on the orange sofa, you know that never happened before, and I just love how this orange sofa, these characters give me the platform to go around the world and encourage our young girls, our women to go for it, do what you want to do, but you must be prepared. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, maybe, maybe unless uh, anyone else has uh, any question, you know, kind of closing or my kind of uh, last uh, question or comment is that, at the moment, we, uh, in the last few months, we have seen a huge campaign in the U.S. Uh, against teachers, against librarians, against libraries and schools, against comics, where they're challenging a lot of books. They're challenging especially a lot of comics as well, um, and which is very troubling news. Uh, and watching it from here, from Australia, is very worrying, very concerning. You know, um, just last, just yesterday, actually, I saw the news that uh, a primary school um, vice principal had actually lost his job uh, for reading a book to kids that included uh, toilet humor uh, and, and, you know, words like fart, uh, which kids, of course, find absolutely hilarious, you know, primary school kids. And he lost his job for that. And that's really, really worrying. So, you know, it's great to see uh, um, Archie Comics embracing, uh, you know, inclusion, different characters and, and uh, you know, advocating for education and teaching as well. So, uh, and, and yeah, did, our, did you have anything to say about that and what's happening? Well, actually? in our universities and colleges that are, you know, turning out teachers you know, we must um, show them how engagement is key. And using, you know, those words that make kids giggle is a very strong way to engage them. So it's kind of, you know, geography where you are or generational where you are. But it's so hard for me to believe that the um, um People coming out that are going to be our teachers, our professors, our librarians, educators, that they would be so close-minded. So um, it's sad to hear that. I have not come across that, you know, ever with, you know, Archie Comics. And we have, you know, um, changed a lot, you know, bringing out um, diversity and, um, and, and Kevin Keller. And no one has yeah. ever used it. They've welcomed it. Yeah, uh, well, I think teachers and librarians, like, well, we definitely embrace it. Uh, I think it's, you know, other organizations that are challenging that, and it, it is very worrying. Uh, and in fact, on that note, and I noticed that uh, uh, Emma is commenting, you know, that she was thinking about this issue as well. In the, uh, We are looking into actually having... Uh, a very special podcast episode as well where we're going to be talking to people in the American Library Association and the graphic novels and comics roundtable there 
uh, about this issue. So watch this space for that one. But uh, look, just in, in, does anyone have any question to ask? Um, otherwise, can I go? Can, yeah, certainly, Marisa. Go. Okay. Um, so you have uh, traveled to many countries to talk to people about the comics. Now I was wondering, uh, since Yerki had mentioned something about changing, um, how different the comic is in different countries. Like, I know they do changes for localization for movies and video games. I've seen that happening. But um, is, is the Archie comic considered, like, universal enough that all they do is translate the dialogue or... Um, we have, um, I can't think of any right now. It's a licensing, um, uh, you know, project where uh, someone from another country will license it and then translate it into their um, language. But I always hear, you know, it doesn't translate as well. They, a lot of the Archie fans in other countries do prefer it in English. So, um, and, you know, I just... Um, Dean and I were just a few months ago um, had Eastern Europe. The countries were uh, many countries, but it was Russia and Ukraine. And they were a group of people who were reading Archie comics to learn English. And it was so nice that, you know, it was a wonderful time to see all these countries together compared to what we're going through now. So. Yeah. And, um, my other question, uh, I'm sorry, I haven't read the comic book for the newer versions. My father had a stockpile of Archie and Superman and Spider-Man and uh, Richie Rich and some of the other things. But um, have the Riverdale High students ever done something like an exchange program or had exchange students at their school? Yes, and I'm trying to think, it's a little foggy, that I think Betty and Veronica went somewhere. I can't remember, but I think we've had exchange students. I can't remember okay. this, but I'm sure we've done everything. <laughs> but, but I know they went somewhere. I'm trying to remember where they went, Betty and Veronica hmm. went somewhere. Okay. That's a good idea. Cool. That's a good idea, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Look, uh, just a couple of quick things before we finish. Uh, tomorrow is a very exciting day for us because we will be announcing our short list of notable Australian graphic novels of 2021. And uh, we published a long list last month and tomorrow we're going to announce the best of the best. So, um, Which was a struggle. There were so many good ones. Yes, always a struggle with that. But yeah, also, we often get asked if we have a mailing list, and the simple answer is actually no. But you can subscribe to our blog, which acts as a, as a newsletter. So yeah, just subscribe to our blog, and you get an email every time we post something there, which is usually about two posts a month. Uh, so don't fear you won't get bombarded by emails. And our blog is aliagraphic.blogspot.com. And of course, you can subscribe to our Twitter, uh, which is probably the most active, and our Facebook group. Um, 
and we're also on Apple Podcasts where this um, uh, event will be appearing and uh, YouTube where we sometimes publish things as well. Um, but yeah, I think that's all from me. So, you know, um, unless you have a uh, last comment, Nancy, or anything like just well, from um, me, thank you I, for joining us today. Yeah. Thank you. Really appreciate it for your time and your words today. Thank you. Well, and to the librarians out there, you know, Archie Comics has hard books. So when you think of Archie, it's not just, you know, the soft paper. We have so many types of graphic novels and, you know, big, big books. So, you know, take a look at the list that uh, Dean will share with you. Thanks for listening to Alia Graphic Podcast. Hit the subscribe button on our YouTube page and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow us on Twitter at Aliagraphic, email us at aliagraphicinfo at gmail.com and check our blog, aliagraphic.blogspot.com for updates, monthly roundups of news and new release titles.